Hey everybody, this is Food and Flights, episode 24, Pets on Planes. Let's get ready for takeoff. This month we're going to be talking about traveling with your pet specifically on a plane. Uh, so we're going to be going through uh, quite a few airlines and their pet policies. Um, I'm not going to lie, I've I've never really looked into taking a pet on a plane, so I had no idea like what this was going to look like, and I was actually really surprised that like. There are a lot of restrictions, but there also aren't a lot of restrictions, if that makes sense. Yeah, so we have never actually taken our um, pets on a plane, but Cameron and I actually looked into it quite a bit because for a while we were talking about if we ever wanted to, like, move to, like, an area outside of the United States, like, how we yeah. would bring Titus with us. So we did look at it for um, certain areas, but that's the thing is, like, there's different travel restrictions for your pets depending on where you're going. Right. Uh, I mean, overall, I will say it's pretty expensive to take your pet on a plane. Um, and, you know, prices vary for airlines, um, and we're going to get into that. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just jump right in. Yeah. So the first airline um, is American Airlines. And the most most of these airlines that we're going to talk about are United States-based. I think there's a few that maybe, you know, will take a pet international uh, but for the most part, we're just going to be talking about United uh, States-based airlines. So American Airlines, they have a pet fee of $125 per carrier. Now, the carriers do vary per airline. And I, one thing I did notice when we were researching is that each airline does have uh, the restrictions and guidelines for the carrier on their website. So no matter what airline you choose, make sure you're going to the airline's website and looking what kind of carrier you can bring because some of them like require a mesh carrier and others it's like an actual kennel. Yeah, I noticed that. Another thing too is I kind of got excited because um, I mean I've never taken my dog on an airplane either. However, um, like for example, one of the airlines I'm going to talk about it said there was no weight limit. I was like, oh okay sweet. However, the kicker is that your dog has to fit in a kennel under the seat in front of you. <laughs> so to some extent like there is a weight you're limit. Not like bringing you're, your Bernese you're, mountain dog. Exactly. <laughs> So American Airlines, it's a 20 pound max, um, and pets are only allowed in the cabin. There is no cargo, meaning underneath the ship, unless you are active duty military or U.S. State Department personnel. Um, okay. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I always thought that uh, pets could go in the cargo no matter what airline. But, right. And I think that's changed a little bit over the years. I think a lot of airlines are moving away from taking pets in the cargo. Um, so, yeah, just good to know. Like, if you're going to take a pet, it has to be in the cabin. Well, I don't know about, like, underneath the cargo, but do you remember when people were putting their animals, like, up in the carry-on area? No. Yeah, there was... It was... I mean, I wouldn't say it was, like, a trend, but, yeah, like, Yeah, I'm sure was, it's happened, yeah. Yeah, there was a couple times where people would put their animals up in the carry-on area, and then when they would shut it, it actually would suffocate them. Oh, oh my gosh. I have heard stories about dogs being in cargo that have died because they're just, like, it's poor circulation, they're with luggage, like, it's just, or they die from stress. I was gonna say, I've heard a lot of dying from stress yes. just because they don't know what's going on. Yes. 
So um, for American Airlines, it can be a dog or cat, so no like birds or reptiles or anything like that. Uh, the pet must stay in the kennel and under the seat in front of you. Um, and like I said, only active duty U.S. military or U.S. State Department Foreign Service personnel traveling on official orders can have animals larger than 20 pounds um, on the flight. Uh, they will be placed in cargo. Um, these pets are going in cargo, so they're considered check pets, and they do have greater restrictions. So something about a lot of these airlines um, that do like allow U.S. military and U.S. state uh, personnel individuals to bring their pet, um, there's a lot of restrictions on the breed. So, um, like, smaller-nosed dogs, like Boston Terriers, you cannot have a checked uh, dog of, like, that kind of breed. Um, There are certain cats that you couldn't bring, uh, and I never knew that, so it's pretty interesting. But I think it has a lot to do with, just like I said, like, them being able to breathe in such a tight space. Right, exactly. Okay, so there's only seven pets allowed per flight on American, so if you're going to bring a pet, you really should book early. Um, you can book through, uh, I believe you have to call to book. Um, some places you can like book on their website, other times you have to call. A majority of the time you do have to call when you're bringing a pet, you can't just book online. Um, you can travel with a pet on most American Airlines flights um, up to 12 hours to or from the following locations. So all the 48 states, uh, US and Canada, Alaska, Puerto Rico, St. Croix, and St. Thomas. Um, so, bottom line, American Airlines seems okay if you want to travel with your pet. It's a little um, expensive. It is a little expensive. It is one of more of the uh, expensive ones, and there is that um, 20-pound max. Although, yeah. I really don't think there's going to be, like, a 50-pound dog in a small crate under right. the seat. But, anyway. I did notice, too, uh, the only seven pets allowed per flight thing. Um, this is why I know they encourage a lot of times. It's, like, a first-come, first-served basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you do plan on bringing your pet, it's better for you to actually check your pet um and expect to bring your pet versus like doing it last minute right yes all right united airlines so their pet fee is 125 dollars per carrier um if you have this is an interesting another fact expensive one. yes this is another interesting fact that i didn't find on any of the other airlines i researched if you have a layover of four or more hours in the u.s or 24 hours outside of the u.s you will be charged another 125 dollars per kennel or carrier Wow. Yeah, so I think it's, like, it's per flight, kind of. It's not just, like... Do you know, out of curiosity, if they said why they charge that? Because well, I, I found some interesting information from other airlines as well, where if it's over four hours, like, if you're waiting for mm-hmm. a layover, um, you actually have to take your dog or cat yeah. out yeah. of its carrier, give it food and water. Yep. You have to track that you're giving it food yes. and water so they know you're basically not, like, torturing yeah. the animal, and then you have to recheck them. Well, these technically aren't checked pets because they go in the cabin. Okay. Um, however, I still think it applies, but I think it's kind of the same idea. Like, you are going to have to take your you pet. You care for it. Yeah. Right. Um so yeah I, once again i didn't see this like i didn't see this additional fee on any other website doesn't mean it doesn't exist i just thought that was really interesting yeah um there's no weight limit for united airlines once again i don't know how big of a dog you're going to get underneath a seat in front of you mm-hmm. uh pets are allowed in cabin and not in cargo uh united airlines used to have a program where they would transport animals in cargo but stopped um, I can't think of the name of it now, but they did a lot of work with um, getting animals that were in, like, shelters and then transporting them to people who wanted them. So okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It sounds like it was pretty recent that this uh, service stopped, and I'm not sure if it was because of COVID or what, um, but unfortunately you can't ship your pet uh, like maybe you once could. Okay. 
Um, and like kind of like American Airlines, um, only animals that belong to a military or State Department personnel individual can fly in the cargo. Um, so this and th this one has restrictions on like how old your pet can be before they fly. Okay. So it's just dogs and cats. There's no birds or reptiles. Um, dogs and cats must be at least two months old for domestic flights and four months old for international flights. And that age is very specific because that's when they mostly get their vaccinations yeah. is around that age. Um, so they must be caught up on vaccinations. Uh, pets cannot travel with unaccompanied minors. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of a no-brainer. And I was like, well, maybe it's not a no-brainer, though. Well, no, because I actually have a couple airlines that will let you, as a minor, oh, bring a pet. I didn't yeah. Know that. Okay. Because I, I thought the same thing when I yeah, first saw I was that. Like, I was like, well, I can imagine you have to be 18 years or older mm -hmm. to carry um, a pet onto a plane just for, you know, responsibility purposes. Yeah. Uh, not that a 17-year-old can't care for an animal, but, but right. it makes sense. Um, so the pet must stay in the kennel and under the seat in front of you the entire flight. Once again, kennel restrictions and requirements can be found on United Airlines' website. Uh, you cannot travel with a pet on United Airlines flights to Hawaii and quite a few international destinations. Their full list is on their website. Um, so this one has quite a bit more restrictions. Uh, you can book online, so that's one of the nice things. You don't have to call. Um, and so bottom line, United Airlines does seem okay. It is, like you said, a little bit more on the expensive side. Um, I, in my opinion, it's nice that you can book online instead of calling. Yeah, and going back to the Hawaii thing for a minute, because I just remember traveling there. Um, well, not so much traveling there. It was traveling back. When we flew back from Hawaii, we actually had to, like... You had to go through a whole process where you put your bag actually through this. Um, it was almost like when you go through security, yeah. but it checks for any like residue or anything that you're bringing okay. from Hawaii. So yeah. if you're not bringing any sort of like uh, foreign plants into the country or out, or yeah. me, not country, but state for my purposes. But um, this kind of makes sense because if you have a dog or a cat, I mean, I guess more of a dog in this case, but if you do have all these, you know, burrs and things attaching to them. You have to make sure that they're clean before they get onto the plane mm -hmm. and then transfer it back to wherever it is you're going. Right. So that did make sense um, to me just because I saw how strict they were with our bags, yeah. let alone an animal. Yeah. Okay, so Delta. Uh, this is kind of confusing because I believe their uh, pet fee has changed. So it, oh, okay. So it was $125 per carrier if you bought your ticket before... February 28, uh, 2022, and now it's $95 if you bought your ticket after that date. Um, so I'm not sure if they're, like, lowering the rate to get more people to, like, bring their pet yeah. or to get more people to fly. I'm not sure. Um, international. Sorry, I'm just going to spitball yeah. something here, and this might be absolutely nothing. This is just my brain working. But I wonder if, like, because so many people weren't traveling during COVID, like, a lot of people didn't get to go home and see their families yeah. or they didn't get to go, like some people yeah. were stuck in the area that they were in maybe it was more of like a okay now that you're free to travel it, like you said an incentive right. like you to can bring, bring your, your pet yeah maybe um international fees can be a lot more expensive though so right around 200 dollars uh you can bring your dog cat or bird so this was one of the only airlines that i found that you could bring a bird um or at least the only airline that mentioned birds um, once again, carrier guidelines can be found on their website. There is a 20-pound max. Um, pets are allowed in cabin and cargo, uh, so there is that, like, age limit. They must be at least 10 weeks old for domestic travel and at least 16 weeks old if flying internationally. Um, this is a really interesting 
little nugget of information. So if you have a female cat or dog, um, it can travel with its litter. Oh, yeah. As long as the litter is between 10 weeks to six months of age. So I was like, that's a very specific. Also, how do they treat that? Like, you know what I mean? Because they can't all fit in a carrier. Oh, no. They can. Oh. Yeah. So I guess as long as they can fit comfortably in a carrier, you're only going to be charged that one price. Now, some airlines do let you bring on multiple, you know, carriers um, or kennels. So I guess if you had to bring in another one, you would just be charged that extra fee. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, one Dalmatians on a plane. Exactly. Uh, the pets do count as your carry-on item, though, so you cannot bring a carry-on item. So yeah, you're still... I did notice that was like a trend with a lot yes. of um, airlines. Yeah. Um, and as I've been saying, the pet or pets in this case must stay in the kennel and under the seat in front of you. Um, if your pet is too big to fly in the cabin, you can ship your pet. So this was one of the only airlines that I found that you can actually ship your pet. Um, so right now, unfortunately, it's they're not doing it because of COVID. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to go back to this service, but before COVID, they did allow you to ship your pet. I'm assuming maybe once things get a little less, as we move away from COVID, um, you will be allowed to ship your pet again. And maybe that's why they reduced the price too. Yeah. Um, How so comfortable anyway, would you be with that? Um, absolutely not comfortable. And I'm going to get to that at the end because we're going to talk about <laughs> our personal experience, but I will never, okay. my dog will never go on a plane. Okay. Okay. So once this like shipping your pet via Delta is back open, um, you can expect that your pet will have to have a separate booking itinerary than you. Um, pets are not guaranteed to be shipped on the same flight as you. And that's exactly Aww. why I would never ship my pet. Uh, if you ship your pet, you are required to drop it off at a Delta cargo location at least three hours before departure time. You also need to pick your pet up at the Delta cargo location. You know, okay, I'm just thinking about this here because Otto's a lab, so he's like yeah. a bigger dog, right? Yeah, he's like I'm gonna, seven pounds. Yeah, I'm going to use him instead of my little tiny 25-pound Pomsky. But if Otto were to get shipped out on a plane, I would be putting like a GoPro on him or something because oh yeah. he's seeing things that none of us ever get to see unless you I, work in like the airline industry. I just, like my heart would break dropping him off in a kennel. First of all, he's not a kennel dog. Like yeah. he was crate trained for the first few months of his life, but then like he's just free range. And like, he probably can't recollect it anymore. <laughs> he just does what he wants. Like he has not been in a kennel in a really long time. I could not imagine dropping him off with strangers and then him, like, he would just, like, he would... He just watches you walk away. It'd be like a sad Pixar no, movie. he would cry in the wine and then being in, like, that stressful cargo, like, with all the luggage, like, my heart would just be, I could not <laughs> do it. I could not do it. Um, however, I understand in situations people do have to do it. Um, so anyway, I was going to say, you know when we fly out of Detroit, they have, like, the big Delta buildings, like, yeah. outside... That would be like a Delta cargo location. Like, that's yeah, where you yeah, have to drop off your sense. dog off at. Um, so, it might not be in the actual airport. So, would you have to, and I don't know if you know this, but would you have to drop the dog off first and then go park your car? And Because I know if you fly, like, privately, Probably, for example, yeah. it's in a totally different area to yeah. take your car versus yeah. just, you know, yeah, going I to the airport. Yeah, I think it's, like, your responsibility for getting the dog and then getting on the plane. Gotcha. However you want to do that. Um, so like I was saying, uh, there are those breed restrictions in order to ship your dog. So the snub-nosed dogs, like, like I was saying, like the Boston Terrier, yeah, um, and their mix in, mixes are not allowed to travel via cargo. Uh, your animal must also have a certificate of health from a licensed vet within 10 days of transport. 
Uh, you will be asked to complete a live animal checklist when you uh, bring your pet or check your pet. You also must provide feeding and watering instructions as well as the food and water for the next 24 hours. Um, and if there is extreme weather, your animal will not animal will not be shipped um, just because they would be in the cargo part of the plane. Right. So it sounds like like if you do have a longer flight, I, I'm not sure who would feed them if they get fed like at the cargo location before they get put on the plane. Because once they're on the plane, I mean, have, have you seen the cargo well, part of the plane? Like people aren't <laughs> hanging out there like yeah. feeding dogs and cats. So I know that they discourage you usually. Um, it's usually a rule of thumb not to let your dog eat or drink about four hours before leaving because they don't want them to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you would like cargo. that was a part of this like animal checklist is to say like they have been fed within the past four hours. But if you are on right. a long flight, they're going to need to be fed again. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure how. For example, well, I guess okay. If we're just talking about United States, mm-hmm. um, if you go from the East Coast to the West Coast, it's going to be give or take probably six hours yeah which that is kind of a long time for a dog not to have or cat have food or water um but i guess if that's the max amount of time i guess as long as they're you know they fill out this checklist yeah they have been fed and given water they probably would be okay i know my animals would but yeah um so you can't travel with a pet on delta airlines to hawaii and quite a few international destinations the full list is on their website Uh, You cannot book your pet's uh, reservation online. You must call. So bottom line, I like the fact that Delta does allow you to ship your um, pet. They are a little bit cheaper than some of the other popular airlines. Uh, If you're flying with multiple animals or a litter of animals, this seems to be kind of the way to go. Um, They also allow you to fly with birds, which is cool. Didn't really read into any airline that let you do that other than Delta. My brother Um, had a bird, and I cannot imagine that thing going on a plane. Yeah. (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, decent. I, I think if I had to go with any one, maybe it would be Delta. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't really surprising because Delta does seem to be like the... <laughs> you don't want to fly Spirit with auto. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Spirit allows pets. All right, Southwest Airlines. So this also kind of has a cheaper one compared to the others. Um, it's $95 per carrier. Uh, can be small dogs or cats. Um, once again, carrier requirements are found on, the, on their website. There is no weight limit. Um, pets are allowed in cabin and not cargo. They must be fully vaccinated. They cannot fly with unaccompanied minors. Um, and then this was the only website that like specifically indicated pet behavior. So pets can be denied boarding if they are showing disruptive behavior such as growling, biting, barking, and urinating or defecating in the cabin or gate area. That's hard, because you can't really control that, and when they're in an environment where they're uncomfortable, it's more than likely going to happen. Well, right, and especially, like, if you have to keep your dog in a kennel, like, Otto, as you know, he loves water, he loves to drink it, he loves to be in it, and he has to go to the bathroom every five minutes. I mean, not really, but you know what I mean, and I don't think he would be able to hold it that long, but anyway. um, The moral of this podcast, (laughs) or this episode, is Otto is not... (laughs) traveling yeah via plane he has he will never fly in the sky he will never fly in the sky he has been quite a few places um in his lifetime like he has been you know to michigan to texas he's been in a car for a long periods of time but he has never flown so he has still managed to travel around the united states (laughs) and not fly anywhere okay um so southwest um I, i anyway i just thought that was really interesting that they put that little tidbit on their website, like, hey, yeah, like you really don't, you really can't have. We're a not pet dealing that's, with aggressive yeah. dogs. 
Um, so one pet carrier per ticketed person. Uh, you can't travel with a pet to Hawaii or any international flight, so that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you must call ahead to make the pet reservation. Uh, so bottom line, Southwest seems to be okay if you're doing a domestic flight. Um, obviously, if you're doing international, it's a no-go. Okay. Okay. All right, we're going to head on over to mine uh, now. Alrighty. Uh, okay, so the first one I looked at was JetBlue, um, and this one actually was considered a very pet-friendly uh, airline. So this one is on the more expensive side. It's the $125 per pet, which um, is more expensive. But this one's kind of cool because it's a little bit different from calling all the time. You actually can add this as an extra in your booking section. Okay. So when you're done booking your own ticket, you can decide if you want to add on See, that's nice. Yeah. I hate having to call and, like, already, you know, like, if I already have my ticket. Yeah, and if you call and you have... I mean, some people probably want to call in case they have questions. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure they're following the guidelines. So if you're, you know, in that situation, by all means, call. But if you've flown with JetBlue before or you know how traveling with a pet works, this is a good one where you can actually just book it right with your ticket. There is a 20-pound max. Um, Pets are allowed in the cabin but not in the cargo, which is why there is a 20-pound max. Um, And they do not fly any pets to and from London, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Trinidad and Tobago. So um, Very specific. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it didn't really say why, but uh, yeah, those, those are the rules. So you can only have six pets per uh, flight. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the first come, first serve basis. It's whoever, you know, books them first, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because you don't want to have a ton of pets on a flight where they're barking and growling. And, yeah, or meowing at each other. Um, any documentation for a pet is just based on the state requirements. So there's no, like, JetBlue requirement for any sort of um, vaccines or anything. But puppies do have to be at least 16 weeks old to enter the U.S., and they need to have the rabies vaccine at least a month prior. Speaking of Otto, he is making his (laughs) debut on the podcast. Yes, Otto. He has some input. (laughs) Okay, Um, carry on. Okay, this is something that I think is extremely interesting, and I was really excited to talk about JetBlue because of a yeah, couple they fun have facts. A lot of, they have a lot of good stuff going on here. Yeah, a couple fun facts here. JetBlue does not accept pet remains, cremated or otherwise. You know, and that's a really good... It's a really good thing to bring up because I think one of the ones I talked about, they mentioned that you can take your pets, you know, cremated ashes, just kind of how you can take, like, a, I believe you can take human... Yeah. on a plane, um, and they kind of treat it the same way. But it's interesting that they're saying no. Yeah, no, they said no. I didn't look into human remains, so I don't know if maybe... <laughs> That's a whole maybe, other episode. Yeah, maybe uh, human remains are the same. I don't know, but they were very specific on they do not accept any sort of pet remains. Okay, so. okay. Another fun perk about JetBlue that I didn't see in any of the other airlines that I looked up was True Blue members actually earn an extra 300 points just for adding a pet to their flight. That's such a weird incentive because I feel like if I owned an airline, I would be like, I don't want you to bring your pet on the airline just because I feel like a lot of things could go wrong. Yeah, well, that's why I was kind of excited to look at JetBlue because they were considered so pet friendly and now I kind of understand why. Because, okay, they have these perks, but then on top of that, they have a whole, they call it their Jet Paws program. That's so cute. Um, where, it, I mean, it's not really a program. You basically just get your Jet Paws bag tag from a crew member or um, up at the front desk that you will attach to your carrier. So you do have to have it, but yeah, it's just like their little, you know, like whole pet process. Um, the pet carriers count as a carry-on item, just like some of the airlines that Shelby had mentioned. 
Um, and they also have pet carriers that you can purchase at the airport for $55. So if you don't know if you have the right kind of pet carrier, you are always welcome to go to the airport and purchase one for $55, which really isn't, in my opinion, that crazy expensive. Yeah, no, that's good. Especially when you're already planning on, you know, paying the $125 per pet. Petrollers are also welcome as well, um, and I didn't look into the dimensions of those because I was trollers. Yeah, I was like, I'm just assuming it's probably like kids trollers. They are very like inclusive. For yeah, pets. yeah, yeah. Um, and then so okay, this is kind of across all airlines, but I did want to touch on this was uh, service animals. So yeah. service animals are defined as trained dogs to perform tasks specifically associated to help with individuals with a disability. So. You can't have a service animal and say, like, here's my service animal cat or bird or lizard or peacock. I don't know if you've seen the TikTok. There was a TikTok where somebody had a peacock on a plane. And, I I mean, I'm assuming it was a joke, but they were like, oh, this is my, like, service animal um, or my emotional support animal. But in this case, service animals are only defined as trained dogs. Okay. And that's it. See, that's very specific because, I mean, I think, like, the airlines I talked about, it doesn't matter if, it, matter if it's a service animal or not. Like, it's going to have to be in a kennel underneath the seat in front of you. Like, I think mm, that they treat okay. all animals the same. At least there was nothing specific on the website that pointed out service animals as, like, a different category. Yeah, so I do know that um, I do know that they have specific guidelines for service animals across, like, it's, like, a universal guideline so that's where I got a lot of this information. It was still on the JetBlue website, but that's where I received that information. So I think there is a universal standard, but you can look at that in different areas of you know websites. Right. Um, you have to notify the airline that you're traveling with a service dog no later than 24 hours, and it can sit in any seat except the emergency exit row. Mm-hmm. So if you have a large dog, you actually can purchase an extra seat to oh, accommodate cool. that dog. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they, JetBlue... Overall, um, yeah. that's pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean some people common. have no problem, especially if you're just going maybe like... I'm using this as an example because we're based in Michigan, but Michigan to Florida sometimes has really cheap tickets. Yeah. Like, pay an extra $30 and your dog's sitting right and next to you. Can so. Go with you. So that was kind of cool. Okay, the next airline that I want to go over is Alaskan Airlines, and this one is a little bit cheaper. So I've heard that this is the best. Okay. So okay. fill me in. All right, I'll fill you in. Um, I still think JetBlue, JetBlue. had some of the... Okay. They had Takes the most, the like, differentiated. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had a lot of, I like the points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that was different. But, okay, so Alaskan Airline, um, they have their pet fee, like I said, is about $100. They do have a 150-pound max. Wow. So the pets are allowed in both the cabin and the cargo, as you can imagine, but you must be 18 years or older um, to be able to take a pet okay. with you. So this was kind of interesting to me, and I don't know if it's because it's it's Alaskan Airlines, so like it's go- usually going to and from Alaska, but yeah. holiday travel from November 15th to, dis- or excuse me, January 10th, November 15th to January 10th, restricts most flights from flying with animals in the cargo due to overcrowded airlines and luggage. Okay. So I'm assuming this is probably because of the holiday seasons of Christmas where you're packing a lot of luggage or presents. Yeah, I'm also thinking of like dog sledding. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's why they have to be very like careful on when they can take animals and when they can't. Just a thought. 
Um, only dogs and cats are allowed to fly to Hawaii because of restrictions, so they do fly animals to Hawaii wow, in this one. Wow, there we go. That's our first one. Yeah. Um, short-nosed dogs and cats are not allowed in the cargo, but that's, you know, pretty standard yeah. across the board. Um, so they do actually, going back to, you know, you said Alaskan Airlines mm-hmm. was, you heard, was one of the best. Yeah. They do allow dogs, cats, rabbits, birds all in the cabin and then in the cargo they allow dogs cats ferrets guinea pigs hamsters birds potbelly potbelly pigs non-poisonous reptiles rabbits and tropical fish wow so unfortunately i did try to figure out why and how you would transport a tropical fish um or a potbelly pig in the cargo But I couldn't figure that out. Um, Also, I was a little interested in the hamsters as well because they're so tiny. Yeah. But I'm like, how how are you putting that in cargo? But you just put it in the seat next to you and let it run around. No, 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 no. This has to go in cargo. It cannot go in the cabin with you. Probably because they don't want a little mouse running around if you accidentally let it go. But um, yeah, no, this is in cargo. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I was trying to find more information on this. Unfortunately, you just put the little like hamster wheel in your luggage and just hope it survives. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so yeah, Alaskan Airlines does accept a lot of different um, pets. Well, you know what I think it is though is like because you have like Alaska that's connected to Canada and then Canada's connected to United States, like a lot of people who move to Alaska, your only way of getting there other unless you take a boat is Yeah, that's true. A plane. Yeah, because you're not So they driving. probably do to some extent do have to be pretty like inclusive okay. of you know a lot yeah, of that. I mean, that's just my thought yeah no that makes sense and i tried to like i said i really tried to figure out how this tropical fish thing worked because <laughs> i was really curious um unfortunately on alaskan airlines i couldn't find anything on their it's actual website so if yeah. you want to transport your tropical fish um you on alaskan airlines <laughs> you probably want to call um okay so all the animals uh Specifically, dogs and cats need to be eight weeks or older because they need them to be able to eat solid food. And you actually can have two pets of the same species in a carrier. So okay. I thought that was, you know, interesting yeah. if you have two little, or if you have two, two little small fish. cats. Or <laughs> exactly. Two fish can go in the same bowl. Uh, um, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Exactly. Okay. Alaskan Airlines. <laughs> um, we'll be there next uh, commercial. Yeah. Okay, so if you, this is what I was talking about where I said if you have a connecting flight of over four hours, you have to request mm-hmm. access to your animal, give them food and water, and then you have to fill out a pet checks form to ensure that the animal has received proper food and water. And now that I'm thinking about this, knowing that it's Alaskan Airlines, I'm assuming this is probably because there are larger layovers. I know at least for us, if we wanted to go to Alaska yeah. in Seattle, Arizona, I mean, there's a lot of different places, but it makes sense. Um. And once again, uh, the service animals are only accepted as service dogs on Alaskan Airlines. So overall, I think Alaskan Airlines is probably your best bet if you have a random variety of animals. Yeah. That's a good one to go to. Definitely. Okay. So the next one is Frontier Airlines. And I was a little confused about this one because I was like, oh, Frontier is not like... It's not a Delta. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I was I was curious on this. Frontier and Spirit are, in my book, like, the they're same. Like, yeah, they're like They're siblings. like cousins or siblings. No, they're siblings. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Um, Frontier was born first, so it's got a little bit more experience, you yeah. know, than the Spirit Airlines. Yeah. But... Spirit so, yeah. is the wild child of the... 
Yeah. So they have pet fees of $99 per pet. So it is a little bit uh, less expensive than some of the other ones we were talking about. There is no weight limit and the pets are allowed in the cabin, but not the cargo. Okay. So I did think this was interesting because, you know, the, the weight limit thing. However, Mm -hmm. there is a specific carrier that you have to put, you know, underneath your seat. So really you can only go so big with it. Right. And in the pet carrier, it, there's, they basically have to be, it has to be big enough for the animal to stand, turn around and lay down in. Okay. So I'm not sure if they, you know, give them treats and make them do the whole shebang for them to tell, but that's, uh, those are the rules. And they do allow on these, uh, airlines, dogs, cats, small birds, rabbits, hamsters, and guinea pigs. So since nothing can go in the cargo, this can actually go in the cabin with you. Okay. There wasn't too much on Frontier Airlines. That was pretty much the yeah, extent of it. Yeah, that seems pretty basic, yeah. Yeah, so if you want, you know, a cheaper airline and you want to be able to take your animals with you, it looks like they have a decent variety. Well, and Frontier doesn't fly. Like, I have flown Frontier before, and they're pretty limited on destinations. Like, yeah. it's pretty just, like, mo- like popular cities. So, I mean, I don't really see too many people, like, right. using Frontier to fly their pet. Yeah. Okay, so there's two more that I want to touch on, and one of them isn't because it's necessarily the best, it's because it's the cheapest that I found to fly with pets, and that is uh, Allegiant Airlines. So they are $55 per pet. That's Yeah, that's definitely the cheapest. Yeah, um, they are dogs and cats only, so they don't allow any more than that. It is two pets per carrier, so once again, you can, you know, put two in a carrier. Like some of the other airlines we talked about, they have to be in the cabin, there's no cargo, And they have to be at least eight weeks old. You can bring an animal if you are under 18. And they don't, on their website, they don't specifically say what age range. But I was looking at, um, you know, reviews and feedback and things like that. And I found as young as 15 that somebody brought a dog by themselves. Um, They flew back, I think, to just come back from a vacation. And they had a dog with them. So you do have to check these animals one hour prior to your flight, so you do have to arrive a little bit earlier, but I think that's kind of just a rule of thumb in general. Yeah. So, cheapest airline that I've found so far is the $55 per pet, which is Allegiant. However, Allegiant is um, a little bit more limited, just like Frontier, so you have to make sure that that airline is going to be going to your destination. Okay. Last one I want to touch on is an international one, and that is the international airline Lufthansa. Um, I kind of wanted to touch on this because there was a couple things that were a little bit different than some of the other airlines we've touched on, and I think it's because it is such a big airline, and it's such a big international airline that they have some of these uh, fun facts. Um, So, uh, small cats and dogs are included in the carrier, which can go in the cabin. Anything above um, 8 kilograms will go in the cargo. Fighting dogs actually have special restrictions, so I was a little confused on what fighting dogs meant because, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just the word in general is a little confusing. I'm yeah. like, are we talking about dogs that are literally bred to fight? Are we just talking about certain dog breeds? I was a little confused. Okay, yeah. So I looked into it, and fighting dog breeds are considered by Lufthansa Airlines um, an American Bulldog, a Dogo Argentino, Shepherds, and Rottweilers. So they actually need a special container 
Um, it basically is a certain, you know, size, but then it's also, like, they're, like, the hard plastic containers, yeah, yeah. you know, like, that you're not getting any sort of mesh or anything out of right. that. Um, but if they are between the ages of six, or excuse me, three and six months old, they can go into normal crates. Okay. So, that's, uh, a little bit different. Okay. This is where I, like, wanted to bring this up. So, they actually offer horse transportation, poultry, fish, and exotic animals. So, going back to being able wow. to ship animals without you actually being on the plane, they yeah. do do this. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't look up pricing or anything because it really depends on <laughs> where like you're going. To, um, ship my horse. Um, yeah. So... I'm sure it's not cheap. I, I'm sure it's not cheap either, but... This airline will do that for you. Um, as far as exotic animals go, like I said, they didn't really touch on it too much because you really had to get in detail about like mm-hmm. where you worked, what you were transporting, and things like that. But it did seem more like um, zoo animals. So, okay. you know, if you're ever a zoo and you hear like, oh, this animal My came from tiger. New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they actually can use these commercial airlines to fly these animals. So wow. I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. And there's a whole map on their website that just shows exactly where you can fly these animals from. So each of these have their own separate section. Like horses, you click on it and it actually shows you like what air airports you can ship okay. your horse out of. So that was pretty interesting because I didn't see that in any of the U.S. Right, uh, yeah. airlines that I looked up. So you can add your animal to your ticket within 24 hours of your flight, and check-in actually starts 23 hours before your flight. Oh my gosh, that's like so, like, I want to bring my horse, let me book the ticket. Okay, well... Or let me check them in. Okay, I will say, I think this is more for the domestic type animals. Okay. The exotic animals, they didn't actually give a time frame, but I'm assuming that needs to be pre-planned out. I would hope so. Prior to 24 hours before your flight. Just bringing my horse, you know, on the term (laughs) Um, to... Yeah, exactly. Bored. Um, But another cool thing is pets can actually go in the lounge area. So if you're waiting... Like in the cabin? No, no, no. Like when you're in the airport and you're like, oh, I want to go in the Delta Lounge or the United Lounge. Well, the Lufthansa Lounge lets you bring your animals with you. Could you imagine just like chilling in the lounge and like... There's a horse. Well, okay. I'm sure, gotta, I'm sure that probably gotta, doesn't happen. You gotta get off the horse thing because... I know, I'm just really stuck on because that. Because the, the horse thing is more like shipping a horse. Like, you're not walking through an airport with that thing. But still. But still. Um, they do discourage, you know, your dogs and cats to, like, roam freely in the lounge. They really want, would rather prefer them to stay in a crate. But it's only discouraged, so if you did need to bring your dog um, or cat outside of its crate, you technically can. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the gist of all of the airlines that I looked up. I do okay. want to mention something though about animal relief stations. Okay. So if you actually look at the airport, if you're a little worried about that because you know your animal is going to have to go to the bathroom, all the um, the airlines will do it as mm-hmm. well as the airports. You can either go onto their website, you can call, or you can go onto like I said the airlines website and look at where they're based out of. And it will give you um, specific destinations of where each relief station is in that airport. And I think a lot of airlines or um, airports have gotten a lot better about providing those stations yeah. as people travel more with their pets. Uh, I know, like, when I feel like when I first started traveling, I didn't see them as much as I do see them now. Yeah, and they even have signs now. Before, yeah. I felt like it was, like, it was one you would walk by one like, yeah. corner. Yeah. yeah, and you would walk by it and be like, oh, that's where that is. But now they actually have, like... Um, 
like wayfinding throughout the airports that tell you right. where to go. So that was our list. Um, we hope it's been informative. I-, I will say just to like summarize all the airlines, um, you will need an approved carrier for the animal. And once again, requirements for that can be found on each airline's website. Uh, your animal will probably need proof of health and vaccinations regardless if they're flying in the cabin um, or, or in cargo. Uh, you may have to book over the phone versus online. That information can also just be found on their website. Um, Unless and a, you're JetBlue. Yes. <laughs> and uh, typically you cannot sit in a seat that does not have a seat uh, with the space in front of you for your animal to go. So a lot of times that's like an exit row. So that's yeah. just like a little rule of thumb. Everything that I saw exit rows were completely off lim- limits for animals. Yes. So to wrap this up, Allie, have you ever traveled with a pet or have you ever been on a plane that had a pet? Okay, well, I've definitely been on a plane that had a pet, mm-hmm. for sure. I've never traveled with a pet. I don't think I ever will, especially now that we have two dogs. Um, if we just had Titus, I know Cameron and I had like talked about it before, but now that we have Titus and Loki, one, Loki is a big ball of stress, so yeah. that would just not work. Um, Loki is also a tiny 25-pound Pomsky, so they're both smaller dogs, but um, they, I don't think they would do well in super small crates, and I just... I. It's hard to walk both of them, let alone travel with both yeah. of them on a plane. So I don't think that will be in their futures. Um, Have you ever been on a plane where there was a pet and they were, like, disruptive or it was just, like... Um, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of a specific example, though. I do know there was one plane that I was on where there were two larger dogs. I don't know if they were service dogs or not, but they were larger and they weren't barking at each other, but they would like, they were very close to each other. Like, I think one was in like, you know, the ABC or the okay. AB aisle and the other one was in like the CD aisle and they just stared at each other. The end, it, was only, it was a short plane ride. I think yeah. it was like two hours, but they just stared at each other the entire time. It was so funny. The owners were like laughing hysterically, but what I found crazy was they didn't pay for an extra seat because there were only two seats and they both had two owners. Oh. So they, these big dogs, they were like, you know, 70 pound dogs, size yeah. auto, were sitting in between two seats. So I was like, wow, they're they're very well trained. But yeah. yeah, I definitely have had disruptive animals before. I've had cats meowing. I've had... Um... You know, that's so weird because I, I was reflecting on like my experiences and I've never had like a pet be disruptive like I, I and a lot of times too it's a small pet so I mean how disruptive are they going to be mm-hmm. but um like I've seen cats I know those chihuahuas I, I, I that popped in my head too but like I, I've never really heard or seen a pet when I've been on a plane like for the most part it's been pretty it's been pretty chill yeah there was one time where I was sitting next to somebody and they had a cat and I had no idea until the end of yeah, the flight right. like you know because cats they can fit in those smaller yeah. carriers but um and they have you know the the like cat backpacks yeah. and stuff yeah. yeah so they're like a little discreet but uh but yeah no I've definitely been around a lot of animals I will say too another reason why we wouldn't take our dogs Loki has bathroom issues where yeah like he just he gets a drink of water and he just has got to go so yeah. it just wouldn't work yeah um but what about you yeah you so, auto's not flying <laughs> right yeah like I said if we're going anywhere or we're driving and taking him with us um he has never flown I probably would never take my pet on a plane um cargo or in cabin one because auto is just too big two I just I don't like that I feel like I want my pet to be with me I want to make sure they're comfortable like 
he would probably need to go to the bathroom. He would get bored. Like, he is very much a people person, and he needs to be entertained. Also, I know it used to be a thing where you would consult your vet, and your vet would talk about giving, you know, your animals any sort of, like, tranquilizer and things like that. But now it has been discouraged to do that just because tranquilizers can make your animals confused even more and make them go into panic. So if you do decide to bring your animal on a plane, you might want to consult your vet about, you know, any sort of calming treats Mm -hmm. or maybe not doing that. Um, But yeah. Yeah. So the only experience I've ever had, like not really a disruptive experience, but I was flying from Texas to Michigan and um, the lady, I was at the counter to check in and the lady in front of me had, she had one or two cats. I can't remember correctly. Um, and she was trying to get them to go um, on the airplane with her in the cabin. And apparently she, they like weren't vaccinated or she didn't have proof of their vaccination. So uh, they turned her away or they turned Ooh. her cats away. Um, so that was the only time I've ever really had an experience where like the pet couldn't go. Um, but for the most part, I've never really had any issues with animals on planes. No, um, even even the animals that, like, I think we had a, there was a smaller dog that was barking. It was a Yorkie. Um, it really wasn't that disruptive. I mean, I kind of feel more bad for the owners because yeah. they're trying to get their dog or cat yeah. to stop making noises. But for the most part, if it's disruptive, it's usually for maybe, like, a minute and then it stops. Yeah. So, I know that I learned a lot researching this episode. Yeah. Um, a lot more than um, I thought I was going to learn. Once again, I mean, before looking into this, I really thought that you could just, like, any animal could come. Like, I, I, I had no well, idea. Well, I did, too. See, TikTok is deceiving because yeah. when I see all these emotional support animals going on planes, I'm like, yeah, you can bring anything on there. But right. you actually can't. You can't, <laughs> and it makes sense. So, we hope that you guys learned a lot, and hopefully this clears up any you know, misconceptions that you had about bringing a dog or a cat or a horse on a plane. Or a horse on a plane. And to that, we're coming in for a landing. Bye.